0: welcome to the first session of chapter chats with d and d um i'm I'm david and i'm denise technically the first d it's fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) yep that's definitely real it is
0: um (laughs) so um we are going to start doing book reviews and we're going to do the same genres we did before Mm -hmm. and the first is going to be sci-fi fantasy
1: so these are probably going to be replacing our traditional book clubs for the foreseeable future they are going to be reviews first roughly half will be general overview uh, non-spoiler and then we'll move we'll try to definitely be like spoiler time and uh, then we'll discuss some more spoiler uh, related things
0: So, this first one is going to be Legion, The Many Lives of Stephen Leeds by Brandon Sanderson. It is my first Sanderson, so... Hooray! It
1: finally happened.
0: I mean, it's, it's different from, apparently, his other stuff. A little bit. But I really liked it, I will say that. So, the basic premise is Stephen has a lot of Aspects, as he calls them, mm-hmm. which are different people with different skills that he can see, and everyone else... I mean, they're hallucinations. Mm-hmm. He knows they're not real, but he does interact with them. And they uh, are skills... Uh, the people come because of skills that he can read up on or learn about. And so as he reads up on them, he they become more knowledgeable, and they help him solve their different cases.
1: Yeah, basically, if he needs... Uh, to know something, he'll flip through something real quick and then. Like, real quick. Um, yeah, like <laughs> I mean, listen to an audiobook at five times speed. Yeah. Um, speed, sped up video. Uh, just like flipping through pages of a book without necessarily reading it. Not the way you we think well. of
0: reading things.
1: Uh, and then he'll hire an aspect who is an expert in the field based on whatever he just read or listened to or watched. And uh, at the start, he's got 40-ish, 42, 7-something.
0: At least 40 aspects, and he has a mansion, and so they each have their own room because it helps keep the illusion alive. Um, It gives him headaches whenever what's happening doesn't quite fit what is going on in his head doesn't fit reality. Um so he tries to make it as seamless as possible for what's going on. Um but I would say that I really like this book. Mm-hmm. Um
1: it's definitely Brandon Sanderson.
0: I really well, we'll wait for after the spoiler alert for me to No, actually no, it's not a spoiler. There's at the very beginning, Sanderson talks about it in the preface, and he talks about how um superpowers don't just have to be what superheroes have. It could be you being like the best in your field at something like uh, higher level engineers or something. Because of their knowledge and expertise in it, it's kind of like having a superpower over someone who's just a normal person because they know how that works. Or a hacker is, I mean, if you're a good enough hacker, you're basically a superhero. (laughs) Um, And so stuff like that, and so that's, where he seemed to have got um, got the idea from and went from there and so i thought that was really cool because mm-hmm. i like i've had that thought before where if you're good enough at something you know and so i really like that he turned it into a book
1: yeah well actually it's three novellas Yes, three novellas that are tied together so it's uh he wrote the first one back in uh, 2011 and then they came out with this edition of all three of them in A couple years ago, 2018, I think. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, they're all loosely connected, but you don't have to have read necessarily the first one, at least, for the second one to make sense.
0: Yeah, I would definitely do all of them, though.
1: Yeah, but if you need to... But yeah,
0: they do call to the other ones, but I think you should do all of them just because... Of how he grows, how the characters, like, you become attached to them mm-hmm. and the things, because it's just like, it's literally like a slice of life kind of story in the fact that anything that's happened before, it kind of helps build, it's very much the building blocks. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's just Sanderson's style or what, but Somewhere. I really like it. I like it where, because the more things that happen with the characters, the more you feel about them, the more they grow and that's important for what's coming and what's happening and so I really like that aspect Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I uh, yeah Brandon Sanderson is very good at sort of foreshadowing he has his uh, his giant collection of uh, series that are tied together he calls it the Cosmere and uh, this isn't in that collection, but I th- I feel like it shows in how the three are connected. Um, and he's he's real good about putting things in earlier stuff that oh
0: yeah the make they more
1: sense in the following stuff. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, I would say that if you like anything because it's more magical realism because it's not magic but it is I don't it because I don't hallucinations don't work like this to my knowledge well
1: honestly I would consider it more just action adventure but it it feels a bit more magical
0: I would say if maybe you don't love the hardcore fantasy or sci-fi, this would be good because it has just a little bit, but it's mainly, like, you don't feel like you're in a fantasy world or a sci-fi world. It's just like...
1: It's set in the very near future. Um, Yeah, it's not even...
0: Like, you could see it today, really, except for some of the stuff is just more progressed than our technology. Mm -hmm. But it's not, like, futuristic in the way it's, like, flying cars or anything. But...
1: It is a little bit of magical realism, because the first novella talks about... Or it revolves around a a case around a time-sensitive camera. And so you...
0: Yeah, so there are aspects uh, of it.
1: Yeah, so you, you, you aim the camera somewhere at a particular time... And it takes a snapshot of whatever was happening at that particular time. Like George Washington. Mm-hmm. Um and just
0: so yeah, that's probably the first one is trying to get that camera back. Mm-hmm. And the second one, they've melded together. <laughs>
1: uh, the second the one. one you're right, they do sort of blend together. So the second one is uh a case with a technology company who is experimenting with using um, your body as a data transmitter. So basically your uh, cells are operating as a computer Uh and you can access it and store memory and attach to some of your cells that are just duplicates of other things. And so it's just piggybacking on top of what's already there and uh...
0: and then one of the people who has done this, his body gets stolen because it was going to be cremated so no one could find it. And um, so he's trying to find the body. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is the person who taught him about the aspects and how to do it um, has called him for help and he's trying to find her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's all I think we should say on that one because it's kind of...
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so recommend...
1: Oh, I definitely recommend anything Brandon Sanderson.
0: That's true. He's a
1: hardcore fan. I'm a Brandon Sanderson fanboy, and I'm fine with this. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, so I would say right now we are in spoiler territory.
1: Yes, if you do not want spoilers, um, pause or turn it off, read it now, and come back to it later. So...
0: With the spoilers, let's dig into the first one. Um, so, I was concerned because I was like, okay, he's got a lot of aspects. Like, Russian literature has taught me I can't do a lot of characters <laughs> without getting them mixed up at some point. And um, I didn't. It was mainly four.
1: Yeah, there's only like three Toby
0: J.C. Um, Tobias,
1: J.C. and uh, Ivy.
0: Wow, I call him Toby because I'm cool like that.
1: Well, you know him well, getting all informal, I see.
0: I can do what I want. And those are the ones he mainly is with. Those are his main crew, and so it makes it easier. And so in the first one, uh, you meet his butler.
1: Wilson is the best character, just he, hands down. He
0: would very much be the Alfred to Batman. Edit. <laughs> So, um, you, he explains kind of how it works, because it's like he's talking to you a little bit at the beginning. Um, and you hear about Sandy and kind of get to Sandra. Sandra. <laughs> I feel like it's fine. I am using shortened names for everyone. <laughs> And that she taught him kind of how to create the aspects and he talks about how kind of they were nightmares and um, it wasn't good like it was driving him crazy and he's got a very uh, intense idea of how insanity works mm-hmm. because as far as he's concerned everyone's got their quirks the things that make them odd and it depends on how well you can function with those, anyway. And I really like that, actually. Yeah. The, uh, He's like, I'm not crazy because, yes, I see things that aren't there, but I'm functioning like a normal human. Like, yeah. His so his crazy.
1: definition of insanity is uh, whenever it stops you from being able to function.
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone is a little bit insane, and even somebody who two people who have the same neuroses who manifest them in the same ways. Uh, one of them can be considered sane and the other one can be considered insane because of their they may be able to deal with it differently. To function, yes. Yeah.
0: And I think one of my favorite things about his um, aspects, I think that's the favorite, my favorite thing that they call him is aspects rather than hallucinations, is the fact that they all have some mm-hmm. thing. Uh, JC's paranoid, Ivy... Um, has uh, it's a phobia where you, where um, you don't like holes and patterns and stuff. It starts with a T. I couldn't find it earlier. I was gonna look for it, but anyway. Um, and Tobias has his own hmm? trypophobia. Yes.
1: Yes. But uh, Tobias has his an imaginary, imaginary friend.
0: Yes. Stan, who lives in us.
1: He's an astronaut.
0: Yes, and he tells him the weather. Yep. And so. <laughs> It's just... <clears throat> uh, so yeah, so that's happening. And then this government agent tries to uh, come off as a scientist. Um, but Ivy pretty quickly is just like, yeah, no. She's she's uh, hiding. She's very much a security officer. Her and J.C. are able to... Because Ivy's his psychologist. Mm-hmm. J.C. is his... Um...
1: Uh, he's a... Uh... Body he's body? a Navy <laughs> SEAL, and he's like security protocols.
0: So it helps him with his like knowing how to use guns, being able to spot things, holes in security, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Tobias calms him down, has the knowledge of a little bit of everything, mostly and, history. Yeah, history, and is just like is really good at calming him down too. Like whenever he gets too agitated, he'll just like start talking about something, and the voice will like. If you ever have know someone who has that voice where it's just like, okay, chill out, like, it's okay. And they just talk, and it just helps you calm down. That's kind of what Tobias is.
1: I was picturing uh, Shepherd Book from Firefly.
0: <laughs> he, yeah, I could see that, yeah.
1: Uh, Ron Glass, I think.
0: Very, very good example.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Maybe so, <laughs> um,
0: they go on the case, and he is reading this book in the airplane, uh, on the airplane, um...
1: Glancing through,
0: yeah, on Hebrew. And then she, uh, the agent lady is talking to him, and then she, this woman comes in and just sits down and starts talking to him. And she's like, newly made aspects, so you kind of see how aspects are made. And he's like, yes, this is a new one. And she's like, you are a new Hebrew. Because some people think he's faking it. Then he, like, speaks to someone, and she's, like, guiding him, like, word, syllable by syllable. Mm-hmm. Um, and his pronunciations are atrocious, she said. She's like, I'm so embarrassed because you're <laughs> so bad at it.
1: Freaking motorcycles. Freaking bats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so that kind of shows you how aspects are made, which I thought was really cool. So there's hunting down
1: this guy. Yeah, he... It's the inventor of the camera, and uh, she ex- she's explained that she can't figure out why their prototype cameras don't work, because it'll be the same camera, and he'll use it, and it'll work and show them pictures of the past, but whenever they try to use it, it doesn't work anymore. Well, or
0: it'll work for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then it won't work anymore.
1: But, uh... So they're chasing him to uh, Jerusalem because he's trying, he's a religious religious scientist. Scientist. (laughs) And so he's going to take a, presumably to take a picture of uh, Jesus after the resurrection.
0: To prove that it happened. Yeah. And she, in turn, is like, this is really really dangerous. And Stephen's like, he begins to see it. Because, basically, you use that. You don't need to have jewelry and all state secrets. Would you just be able to go into the room, take a picture, and know who was part of something? And Mm -hmm. you can can, take pictures of messengers, see the handoffs. Um,
1: You can watch. uh, As long as you have an approximate time, you can just go in and take a picture of something that was written.
0: Yeah. So, it could potentially be really dangerous as well. Mm -hmm. And... So, they find him.
1: Um. Yeah, so they, they get to Jerusalem, and uh, they, he's been kidnapped by this group that's a split off from the Filipino... You got this? Yep, sure. It's like a Filipino liberation group.
0: They're not very violent, but they do have things they want to change. But this split off
1: like a a, a, very violent Filipino Muslim group. That's a a sect. And uh so the kidnappers are a split off of the sect, which has split off from the norm. And uh not particularly worried about who they hurt in the process of getting what they want. And so they also kidnap um, Stephen Leeds, the main character, who uh, is there with the, the woman from the company. <clears throat> and they're in there and he has to try to use his uh, aspects to escape. And then there's a gunfight and um, the inventor is killed.
0: In the gunfight, though, it's very important to note that J.C. was able to guide his hand and mm-hmm. shoot people, and he's not supposed to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, he's... the Stephen Leeds is a terrible shot. Horrible shot? Horrible shot. One uh, basically. And uh, <laughs> J.C. is just like, hey man, I got this, and grabs his hand and just aims it long enough for him to pull the trigger.
0: And just kills everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except nice. for...
1: The last guy, who as they're figuring out what to do next, they realize he's uh, clutching a grenade. And, and so, Steven
0: leans down into the guy's pocket, yeah, and his hand gets cut.
1: The uh, inventor guy's pocket to try to see if there's anything there, and uh, they're trying to grab the camera and take it back.
0: They do and get then, the uh, camera.
1: They they do get the camera, and then the grenade goes off, and he drops the camera, and it breaks into a bunch of pieces. And, uh, so then at the very end, they find out that, well, no, I guess it's the beginning of the next one.
0: No, I think it's the end. Because they find out that the flash is what's important, Hmm. and, um, she thinks he did it on purpose to destroy the camera, which he totally did, um... And then he's reading a book on astrophysics or something, mm-hmm. and that makes another aspect, and he's trying to figure out, like, remake the camera. Mm-hmm. And also, my favorite part was that there was a picture of Jesus, and he was staring right at the camera. Like, he knew it was there, yep. and I thought that was really cool.
1: It was pre-resurrection. Sure,
0: yeah, what? it was pre-resurrection, but yep. Sanderson, I mean, I guess he is religious, so... Yeah,
1: yeah, he's he's a uh, a Mormon, teaches a Brigham Young. And but, uh,
0: I thought that was really cool that they had it where Jesus was like just looking right there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what?
1: Yeah, he. I don't really think that the Mormon comes through very much in his. Writing. Oh no, that
0: was it. And Stephen's all like, because in the second book, he's all like, I'm seventeen percent atheist. Yeah, because one of his uh, aspects is. Uh, Another one's a Satanist. (laughs) Ivy is very religious, Um, and so they all have their own like different personalities, Mm -hmm. different religious beliefs, everything.
1: Uh, You find out in the second one that some of them have lives outside of
0: jobs, families. He doesn't see their families though, which is good. He's like, I'm okay with that because
1: that gets aspects and
0: in laws and just too much. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so that's basically the first one.
1: Uh, The second one. Uh, is about, like I said earlier, uh, using cells in your body to hold on to data, and then you can uh, use that for computing power. And, uh... So, he dies in a freak ski accident, and uh, everybody is reasonably suspicious because it turns out that the main way that he gets the data to the cell is by just piggybacking on a virus. And they, co- they come to discover that uh, the virus causes cancer. Worst case scenario, causes cancer. <laughs> and uh, so billionaire Korean business mogul turned rap singer. Horrible rap singer. <laughs> Uh, hires Stephen Leeds to look into uh, his death try to find the body so that they can cremate it so that um, the information that he has in his cells can't be used for uh, nefarious purposes and so he's like I'll find the body after that I'm not not getting into that and then it's just a kind of like a closed door mystery in there when he goes to the morgue because the body has been stolen from the morgue and uh, has to figure out how they got the body out of the morgue and then um,
0: he does have an uh, assassin after him actually
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and she corners him after he's done in the morgue and also she followed him on a date he'd had the previous night um, and so she's just tracking him down he thinks he's got her, and it's really the brother of the victim. Mm -hmm. And they are... The family is most...
1: Uh, Greek Orthodox.
0: Greek Orthodox. And um, so from there they go to the house. He tries to talk to the mom about, like, did he give you anything? This is really important because he's trying to find the key to maybe find him. And also he has Aubrey... Audrey... Audrey. Audrey join... (laughs)
1: Who's and, a handwriting expert.
0: But she's able to pick up another skill, mm-hmm. which he wasn't sure about because he's like, oh, that would help because then it wouldn't be so many aspects. Um, Audrey embraces the whole being an aspect thing. JC refuses to believe it. He comes up with different yeah, he, reasons he, he each
1: believed, time. He <laughs> firmly believes that he is a person. Not an imaginary person, has, a person. And
0: he has stealth. stealth, stealth out, uh, Yeah, that's why people can't see him.
1: Actually, I, I think the stuff. second one, he decides that he's a, he's time, a ranger? time ranger. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. that because he's talking to the astrophysicist, and uh, the astrophysicist is like, Well, so if we assume that time is infinite, that means that everything that could have happened has happened already. And JC's like, Got it. Real person. I'm just not here right now.
0: I'm from a different time. I'm from a different
1: dimension, time, whatever. (laughs) And And at some point he's like, oh yeah, well, uh, this curse word is from the future. And they're like, when when have you decided that you're from the future? He's like, yeah, two days from now.
0: Um, And then also... um, Where were you before that? Oh my gosh. So he goes to the house, tries to find out information about where it is, and... Is unsuccessful, but they find a bug that mm-hmm. she planted on him. Like they thought the she assassin. wasn't a very mm-hmm. good assassin because mm-hmm. she like kind of jumped him, but it didn't seem like she had an escape plan or anything. Mm-hmm. And so Stevens decided to try to rile these people up who have hired her. They find out the company who's behind her, and so
1: decides to rile them up. Side note: That's the best explanation of hacking that I've ever seen.
0: Oh yeah, because she Cause she learns hacking.
1: It's uh, it's actually not hacking as everybody thinks about it it's just working around the security protocol yeah compu- don't work of... the
0: technology work the person because yeah. people are fa- uh, we-
1: are way more um, likely to links. be I was going
0: to say fallible but I was like is that quite but they're <laughs> the weak links in the security chain yeah he calls the restaurant to get the last four digits of the card yes. and then he calls the card company and figures out her real name and phone number to reach her by because he goes into you know that angry customer thing where they're about to start a thing but then it's like okay fine just tell me this and it's like okay yes yes I will do it don't <laughs> yell I don't need this today kind of thing so that's like the weak link of people kind mm-hmm. of thing because it's like you get yelled at all the time and on so, a phone job
1: and so, so then so, he uh, has this app on his phone that lets him set it up so that it's spoofing the uh, CEO's number of the company that hired her. And so he calls her. He's spoofing that phone number. And then has uh, Wilson, who's driving him around, honk. And so he can hear the, the honk. And so he knows that she's following him.
0: So that was probably, like, that was a really cool Yeah. Uh, thing. But, yeah, so at the house, they eventually leave. They know the bug's there. And so he goes to a restaurant and... Um, they are leaving, and she catches up to them. She knows he's found the bug, and so she opens the doors, all like "get out." And so Stephen always lets his aspects go out first. So they're all three out, and shuts the door and drives off. And so they're gone. Yeah. And but she's gonna homework. Yeah. And Audrey was there, but she's usually not. So she's with him. And so um, as they're driving. He's able to see JC keeping up, and she's like, "Man, he's like really fast," and it breaks the illusion because no human can run that fast. And because yeah. he sees the how fast the car is going, and so JC comes. Audrey's,
1: Audrey's thing is that she's crazy. Well, her her craziness is that she thinks she's not real. She's a she's an aspect that's definitely bought into the reality, but her her neuroses is that. She
0: thinks she's not she, real. She it's just she's not real. Yeah, just because her neurosis aligns with what's going on. Yeah. But she's still, that's why she's so gung-ho about like, yep, I'm yeah. fake. And it's like, she really thinks, she's a real person who thinks she's fake. But she is fake, so it's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that was a... And so all the time, she's reminding JC,
0: who does not, not
1: like to be reminded nope. that he's not a person... And that's, so uh, that's
0: why he has that. But yeah. then I think one of my favorite things was at the end, uh, he decides it's not one because he could not imagine them being time cops. He's like, that's just too crazy even <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, they get there. She's got him at gunpoint. He's able to like trick her by saying like the aspects are all around her. And like, sure, she lives with ghosts, but not quite the way she's, like, she, cause she's killed a lot of people. And so all that. And so he is able to postpone it until he's able to buy out the company.
1: Yeah, and he, so she works
0: for him. He sets up
1: this, uh, this thing because the Korean businessman who owns the company that, he's, that the victim worked for uh, has set up government uh, and media investigations into this other company who's hired the assassin. And so Stephen Leeds is like, I need to feed these flames. And so he sets it up so that the, the stock crashes. And then he's able to have his butler approach all of the various stock stakeholders and buy out their stakes. And so then he becomes the majority stakeholder. And then she works for him. And so she doesn't kill him.
0: <laughs> and so, um, and then he figures out that the mom was in the garden because she buried him here because their religion doesn't believe that if you are cremated you get into heaven so he makes it so they don't cremate the body mm-hmm. they just freeze it because he's like mm, a lot of government secret- secrets on there you probably should like not do that and then he also finds the key but doesn't tell anyone and that's the end of the second one
1: so and... that has another really great conversation in it I don't necessarily agree with How the conversation goes, because the the one of the themes seems to be that time is infinite, and if time is infinite, everything that could happen has happened, which he uses to comfort the uh, the brother of the victim while they're both captured, Uh and uh, he's like, there are uh, versions, there are multiple versions of you. You live forever. The brother is an atheist. And so he's like, "This is it. This is all, this is all we got." And so Stephen Leeds is like, "Hey, man. Technically, you live forever because there are an infinite number of iterations of you. Because while you may only happen once every hundred million years, eventually, since time is infinite, you will happen again. And there are, uh, there are even." instances of yourself where you are the son of these two rich people who are murdered in an alley. And so you become a vigilante for justice. And since time is infinite, that will happen an infinite number of times. So you were actually an infinite number of Batman. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> and then he's like, but I don't think the universe is, or he's thinking to himself that the universe is probably not ready for an infinite number of Batman. And then the next sentence is, maybe God is the reason for none of that nonsense happening. <laughs> um, and I thought that was
0: Yeah, that clever. was really cool. And then in the third one, we meet the elusive Sandy, as I call her, but her name is Sandra. Um, and she, he is in a meeting because in order for the person who works at the morgue to let him investigate he bribed her by saying he'd do an interview so he goes to do an interview and it's in a shady part of town and so he's doing it and the person's like really well read on him and he's mm-hmm. like freaking him out a little bit and then jc leaves of his own accord which is not something he's ever done before and Yeah, so, he's,
1: he's like, well, it's probably just because she keeps bringing up the fact that none of them are real. Yeah. And he doesn't like that, so he's probably just wandered off because of that.
0: And so, then he gets a message from Sandra, leaves, uh, has everyone come to the white room, uh, goes home, and then one of his aspects is killed, like, uh, dies. It becomes so, a nightmare. Uh.
1: Back story, in the first two, there have been the occasional mention of Ignacio and
0: another guy, the other
1: one, <laughs> uh, who aren't there anymore. That's it. That's that's well, basically like you all you nightmares. get. Well, they became Well, so the is first what? one, all you get is somebody he misses, misses Ignacio. Yeah. The second one, I think you get Ignacio and the other name and. Uh, the concept of some of them are nightmares that turn on the other ones.
0: And he mentions a little bit that he doesn't have their abilities anymore. Like, he doesn't have that knowledge. Yeah. And also, that's when um, one of the, the aspects he made in the first book, the one with who knew Hebrew, her husband comes in there in the second one, mm-hmm. and that's not supposed to happen because he doesn't meet anyone else's. And the husband has photography skills, which is what... Um, armand had but also one of the other ones had something similar to what he had but anyway so and then back to um the guy has become a knight or they know he has become one he's dead so everyone's freaking out and that's when the reporter's there again and he's like what are you doing here and ivy's like i think she can see us turns out she's an aspect he did not create her like he doesn't know
1: why she's there how she's there or anything Mm -hmm. and uh wilson is retiring Mm -hmm. and his granddaughter is taking over as his his butler and uh so he's everything's falling apart the uh he goes uh after he gets the text from sandra he uh it's got a complicated cipher, so they figure out that she was at this park bench at this festival.
0: And the guy he had in the first book at the end of it start making the camera. He's finished it, but he says it won't work for very long. Yeah. So he gets it, and then and
1: yeah, they uh, they set up the camera to watch the park bench because they left JC just out and about.
0: Yeah, he's still not caught up with him,
1: and uh, which they keep. Since he's a, a real person, he just like hops in some random Uber that's not going anywhere close to where he is and uh, just rides it to somewhere sort of close and then is trying to get back to the house when they all leave to go to the park. And uh,
0: Steven hires him a cab, but then it gets stuck in traffic.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, so it turns out that the park bench is being watched by these people who, uh, have a proposition where he can maybe get rid of the aspects and be a normal person. Because that's what Sandra did. And so...
0: Sandra doesn't sound quite right either yeah. on the
1: phone.
0: Sounds drunk Or something. Has happened. So he's,
1: he's got some red flags going, and he figures out that he's seen uh one of the guys before. And then, almost immediately after discussing, or while he's discussing with somebody, the uh, aspect who turned... What's uh, Arma- No, Ar- we'll leave it. Armando.
0: Yes, never mind. We will not leave it open. <laughs> we have told you.
1: Armando, who thinks he's a Mexican emperor...
0: Yeah, he, the first is two books, has wanted to be
1: re- re
0: Yeah, and uh, he's always been difficult, yeah. which was one of the warning signs, which was, uh, Ivy's been worried for the last few books, too, because everyone's getting worse, it's getting more headaches, mm-hmm. all this jazz. So, he's but, a nightmare.
1: So, he shows up at the park and kills Tobias. Which
0: broke my heart.
1: <laughs> who has been Stephen Leeds' voice of reason through all of them. And, uh, so he's running away and gets a cut on the arm.
0: From Armando. From
1: Armando, who's not real, uh, but he he gets a cut.
0: Because in his mind, he's been cut, so he feels it and everything.
1: And, uh, so then he goes back to the park bench where the the guys were.
0: Well, JC kills him.
1: Oh, yes, JC kills Armando because he shows up. Yeah, time.
0: he cuts him, but then J.C. kills him, and then he tells him that Tobias is dead, and he goes, and everyone's mourning because mm-hmm. they one of them has been killed, which does not happen. Yeah,
1: um, or hasn't happened in a long time. Well,
0: not. I mean, they got turned. They were turned in, or became nightmares, but they. I don't think they were actively like killed in front of everyone. But regardless, yeah, and so he's very much distraught. And whenever an aspect dies, he loses that. Mm-hmm. Um, the skills, and also um, it's like a little bit off on um, whenever trying to use those for like a few days after.
1: And actually it's worse immediately because you can't remember, like uh, Armando was his photography expert, and so when Armando turned, he lost all knowledge of how cameras worked and even some of the tangentially related stuff works too, so he can't really work the camera and so he has the, the granddaughter the, uh, take the pictures for him because he's like, okay, so this is a tripod, this goes on here somehow.
0: And then Jenny shows up and is all like, you don't know how to work a camera after you lose an aspect? he's like, get out of here! He does not like Jenny.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jenny's the uh, reporter person that he was doing the interview the with. The
0: aspects. Um, and so he decides to go save Sandra. And... Yeah, he's 80. really mourning, and on the ride over, they're just telling stories and kind of, like, comforting each other because he's just not quite right in the head, mm-hmm. and everyone's talking about how he's been real reckless lately. Um, and so uh, they go to the building because the guy's a video game developer and also the owner of a prison.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's a, a video game company owner, and his company is, devi- is devising a... Uh, virtual reality simulation. Well, I for, mean, we don't
0: know that until later. Well, because,
1: he's, he's the owner of a video game company who also owns a line of prisons.
0: Yes, which is what I said. And then yeah. he breaks in. And Then he, uh... Called, because in the second book, all his uh, aspect. Well, JC had a phone. And then later on, he got everyone a phone so that they could just call his aspects so they wouldn't need to have to bring them along if he didn't have someone. And he has his, um which is it the forensic forensic what are they called forensic investigator yes Um, person who's an expert in that come along too and so they break in infiltrating the building and gets in he oh the phone calls got it and they call their tech person and they're able to infiltrate it and then they get to the room or they're knocked out. And then they wake up. No, nope. There's a flash of light. Sorry, flash of light.
1: And uh...
0: turns out the whole room was simulator. That's where the virtual reality thing mm-hmm. comes in because instead of having people just be in prisons and it being super expensive, they wanted to do a virtual reality prison where people have set goals they accomplish and they keep going and that's how they keep them in. And then you could also do a simulator where it was like, hey, I've gotten out, I've done my time will i go back to a life of crime or will i like be a mm-hmm. upstanding yeah, citizen and so there's,
1: there's a series of quest lines and so there's like an escape quest line yeah uh being top dog quest line uh, so
0: yeah and so i thought that was pretty cool except for they were jerks <laughs> because he's like i just want to talk to sandra and they're like okay we will if you agree to let us have your mind because apparently uh, the problem with it is the human brain is a... It sees too much. They can't yep. do all the small things. And yep. uh, because he, Sandra has aspects, she kind of fills it in. Because with aspects, she kind of fills things in so that you're, it flows and so you don't hurt your head, basically. Your brain doesn't get overloaded with all the things that should be happening that aren't happening. And it well, just, and
1: then it takes you out of the... Simulator. You figure out that it's a simulation, which breaks the simulation.
0: And so that's why they're trying to fix the problem. So they want to use him because they think it'd be nice to have another person to try to kind of see how it works. And so he's like, no, I, I have enough things that aren't real. I don't think I want to be in a the simulator. They're like, well, that's too bad. Boom. Yep. He's in a simulator.
1: And he's on this deserted island.
0: And so... Um, His aspects are like, oh, well, let's just do this because uh, this should help us. And then one of his other aspects, who had disappeared previously, was like, um, no, they're just following the quest line. Here's a boat. I'll get you out of here. I got you, boss. And so he builds a boat with them, or he makes a boat, and they're sailing away. The aspects get on, and you can hear them talking. Because the further they get out, the more it messes up because that's not something he's ever supposed to do. And you can hear him saying he's not following the quest line. There's, it looks like there's another aspect. How is he bringing in aspects? Mm-hmm. And all this other stuff. And then <clears throat> it breaks it down. And so he's back in the real world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, they decide, oh, hey, what if we got rid of his aspects?
1: Well, they're actually like... We're gonna, we're gonna need you to go back in. And he's like, no thank you. <laughs> and they're like, well, since your aspects are being such a difficult uh, break, simulation breaking thing, we're gonna, we're gonna take care of that. And so we, they loop him back into a mob, a mob scene, scene <laughs> where uh, somebody's just like busting in the door, shooting everybody.
0: So everyone gets killed.
1: And so all three of his regular aspects get killed. Uh, JC, IV,
0: And the and forensic scientist. Uh, I cannot pronounce her name
1: though. <laughs> yep, that one. And, <clears throat> and so he finally is like, this is, this is stupid. This is dumb. I'm not gonna, not gonna anymore. And so, uh, He's gets the he's on the phone with his uh, tech specialist. He's like, "Huh? So it looks like there's."
0: He starts breaking it too. The simulate like it's not. Yeah. He can see outside of it now, and so that's
1: he can he can start to see through it, but not enough to completely break it. Yeah, and so uh, he can figure out where the computer is, and so he sort of stumbles over to it because he still has some control of his. Uh, his movement and he's on the on the phone with his tech guy and his tech guy's like ah uh you're gonna need to click this button this button this button and it'll apply it to the whole room instead of just you and so he does and everybody else is now included in the simulation and they can't escape because they don't have aspects
0: yeah they can't discern what's going on like real from not real mm-hmm. and oh I think my favorite part is the guy who was the head guy who's behind everything is all like um, he takes out one of the security guards has a, two guns he's like one's real and one's not which one do you want me to shoot you with and so he shoots him with one and he's like they're both fake and like,
1: shoots him again yeah so he shoots him and the guy's like ah, you shot me He's like, ha, they were both fake, but it doesn't feel like it does it.
0: <laughs> because that guy just killed his aspects. And just because they weren't real doesn't mean it doesn't hurt.
1: And he now jerkface. doesn't have any of their <laughs> Yeah, stuff because he's anymore. been getting
0: text messages from everyone saying or from her saying goodbye, Mr. Steve, and all of them turned into nightmares and got they were killed. Yeah. They're and, all gone. He's by himself.
1: Yeah. There everybody dies. All of Except... these forty two five ish Uh, aspects that he's had are now dead. Except for Jimmy. Well, he doesn't know about Jimmy. Oh,
0: that's true. It's not the later.
1: And so then he goes in to see Sandra and all of Sandra's aspects turned into nightmares a couple of years before and so she checked her into she checked herself into the the, uh, simulation because she could sort of fool herself into believing that
0: And she kept killing them. There was a Piles of well, them dead, too.
1: I don't know if that was her, or if that was them getting the ones that she got back. Because I, she would occasionally escape. Not really escape, but get out.
0: Yeah. I think she was part of that, though.
1: But, uh... Because well, she yeah. was
0: just like, no, we can't have both.
1: Well, because they, they last less time. They, the
0: second time, yeah. Yeah. The more, if you get them killed... The next batch doesn't last as long and so forth with yeah. batches. and yeah she's not in a good place
1: and she, so uh, <laughs> he, no. through all three of these novellas he's been like sandra knows sandra knows everything she'll know how to help i'm sort of losing control but it's fine because sandra can help and he looks into her eyes in like the last 10 pages and is like sandra can't help
0: But I'll help her.
1: Hmm. I'll be
0: her person. Because also, he's all like, Why did you leave me? Was it because I was too needy? And she's like, I sense the craziness coming back to me. And so I left. So I wouldn't drag you down with me. And so that was really sweet because, I mean, that was his whole thing was just thinking he was too needy and it wasn't about his relationship. And it hadn't been. But like, it wasn't because he was too needy and she didn't love him anymore. It was just because she felt that coming on. Hmm. And so he leaves to try to figure out a
1: solution. Well, he just he, he leaves because he's like, well, I don't have anything else to do here. and he
0: does tell the guy, hey, I'm going to come back.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm going to visit Sandra, and you can use my brain power while I'm here visiting Sandra.
0: My bad. Okay. <clears throat> and then he finds Jenny again, and she doesn't follow the rules. She's not dead or anything because he told her to disappear. He got mad at her earlier because she was like, not sympathetic about the whole Tobias thing.
1: And she was just asking a whole lot of real pointed questions. And And her
0: whole thing, she kept saying something was very important. Um, But keep going.
1: going. And so he goes outside, runs into um, his new butler, the granddaughter, and uh, they decide to go to Wilson's Retirement slash birthday party that's happening, and uh, he's like, Yeah, okay,
0: Jenny. Nope, that's the aspect, Barb. That's who it is.
1: Yep, and uh, so they go, and he realizes that he doesn't really know anything about his butler's outside life at all. And uh, he goes in, and the butler's like, Well, but you are family, so come on in. And uh, we're telling stories and doing the party thing. And do you want to join? And he's like, well, I kind of just want to eat some cake. He's like, okay. So eventually he gets tired of being in in the party. He goes into the kitchen and then he sees Jenny standing there. He's like, why are you still here? And she says, well, uh, you made me
0: break the rules so that's yeah. why and so the whole time she's been there she's talking about false dichotomy and it's like why are there only two options like why aren't there more than that mm-hmm. like what you're only looking at this these two ways yep and so that was the whole big thing and so she she's been writing in this notepad the whole time and so she's like here and it's stories about them. It's not about him at all. Yeah. And so she's like, bring them back. And, and so. this whole
1: time he's been convinced that once they're gone, they're gone. You can't get them back.
0: And if you do have them back, they won't last very long because of what Sandra told him, or, you know, it won't be the same. And well, she's no, like, make. No, it the- she's
1: just like, can't get them back. They're dead. They're gone.
0: Well, yeah. But uh, when Jenny's like, well, bring them back, and he's like, even if I could, it wouldn't be the same. She's like, make it the same. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah, make your own. Reality yeah. because it's all in your head anyway. I mean, yeah,
0: you've been doing this the whole time. And so he starts at the very, very end, starts a story, uh, writing and Tobias kinda like you he can hear his voice and then he's writing a story about J C and Ivy on a mission and he's like, Of course there's gonna be explosions and adventure because and it's it's a sweet ending, but it's still just so sad. But yeah. I think I really liked it. So mm-hmm. overall, it's... really great books.
1: What's your favorite part?
0: Mm. Can I think of that while you say your favorite part? <laughs> sure.
1: So my favorite part is that Brandon Sanderson is a more hopeful author. He, uh, a lot of people talk about how he's going back to how fantasy used to be. So instead of being grimdark where everything mm-hmm. is awful, it's, it's human stupid, life it's is cheap. You might as you're, you, might as well fight because if you don't, you're going to die anyway. And it's very, very bleak outlook on everything. But Brandon Sanderson, I think all of his stories are very hopeful even in really dark times. And I just really like that about this one because even though everybody is dead... Except for
0: Jimmy, who he doesn't like.
1: <laughs> it's, it still ends up with... But they can come back. And I, I, just, I just really like that about this story in particular, but I guess about Brandon Sanderson just in general.
0: Um, so I think my favorite part was the psychology of all of it. Hmm. Because I really like people who can really delve and... It's like they really built characters. Like, these characters are people you could see. Like, they're really hmm. fleshed out. They could have their own adventures and it would make sense. Like, uh, Steven was doing them at the end and... I liked how interest, it was like he he met these people and wrote a story about them because that's how independent they could have been mm-hmm. and Steven has his own thing and then at one point they're like so someone's like hey what if these the things that all of your aspects have are things that you have but you're projecting them onto them so they have whatever problems you have and he's like no one's ever thought of that before it could be like that but maybe not. I'm not going to think about it but it's like, the ideas he has about the human psyche, I really liked, because I think people can be interesting because of the depth of character. No one's a two-dimensional character. Like, that doesn't happen in people. And so, it's like he went real in-depth with it, and so I really liked his character creation. I think that was the character creation, but also psychology of all of it, the thoughts of how we think of insanity and how maybe someone who people think of insane would think of insanity and how you maybe kind of agree with that person who's supposed to be insane
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's like yeah we all have things that like could cripple us if we let them but it's whether you let them or not that makes you yeah are you going to be a person who lets your problem stop you because then that might be your insanity you might be crazy but not in the whole crazy the way we think of it but it's like can you function,
1: mm-hmm. or
0: are you going to overcome them, or embrace them in a way that makes it so you can still function, but they're still a part of you, and maybe make them work for you, you know? And so I really like that. I, um, so I, yeah. I really like this novel. I would say yep. it's a good one. Um, I don't know what to recommend that's like it though. Like, I, actually, okay, there's a book called *Vias for Villain*, hmm. and I really liked it cannot find it in print though. It's only, but it's, uh, libraries have them. Um, the digital version. I would recommend that one because it's kind of like Sky High and something else. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I think I like it because it's not quite what you see on the surface. And that's what this was for me. Cause that's, this is not quite what I thought it was going to be, but it was so much better.
1: hmm yeah, I, to me, Brandon Sanderson is, I I can't think of a good recommendation that's sort of similar to it, because I, I just, I don't really.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's different than anything else I've ever read, personally. But I, oh my gosh, I recommend it so hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. Read it. If. You read this and you decide that you really like Brandon Sanderson's writing style. He has so many books. So many things. He writes like two or three things a year. I recommend um, probably Mistborn.
0: Yeah, my parents and brother, oh my gosh, the amount that they wanted me to read Sanderson. Um, But yeah, so definitely try this, I think is what I would say. Uh, Especially if you agree with uh, our other suggestions for whenever we're doing this. Um, Next time we are doing Michael Vay, mm-hmm. the first one uh,
1: which is Prisoner of Cell 20 something 25
0: right? yep teamwork makes the dream work <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Prisoner of Cell 25 and we're going to read that for our Young Adult book Club or review so join us next time and it'll so probably this... be a little bit shorter since it won't be three stories wrapped up <laughs> in one <laughs> yep.
1: uh, so this has been Legion Many Lives of Stephen Leeds by Brandon Sanderson and uh, I guess this is the end of the first chapter chats with D and D, or D and D as Denise is gonna probably do. Yeah,
0: because uh,
1: he said I could be first. <laughs> but. but okay, I guess we're done.